We told you after the game, they were going to be talking about the tight. Two cans of beer a day, and that's your bleeding lot. And now we've got an extra one because they stopped the tots. So we'll put on our civvy clothes, find a proper shore. A sailor's just a sailor, just like he was before. Welcome into another podcast version of Coach's Corner with your host Ryan Watson and Jonathan Bourne, brought to you by Broadway Sports Media, partnered with 440 Sports. You can find all of our great content at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Happy Spider-Man weekend, above all else, to everyone out there in the listening world. If you don't know anything about your host, know this. We are huge Marvel fans, comic fans. I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed jock nerd. Uh, we've covered this a couple times in, in shows in the past, if you haven't caught up uh jonathan how are you more excited about the titans game or spider-man no way home easily spider-man <laughs> easily spider-man <laughs> and don't take offense out there at, in, in titans nation this is a huge movie in the early reports i've been trying my best to avoid any spoilers any any like i watched the first trailer but then i kind of tried to ignore best i could from there so i didn't i want to be i want to go with like New expectations, even though like now I'm seeing some reports and reviews are like, it's a fantastic movie. It's kind of hard to avoid everything. So I'm excited about it. You know, obviously football is football, but this, this, this movie. Yeah. Been looking forward to this one for a little bit. Yeah. And also, um, if you're not checking out the shows that kind of accompany these movies that have been coming out, there's, uh, uh, probably some tie-ins there, so you you should check out the currently ongoing Hawkeye. Thank you, Disney, for our... Uh... <sighs> no spoilers, but man, yeah. I'm caught up on Hawkeye now. Wow. Yeah. Well, My uh, jaw dropped when I... I mean, yeah. just yep. if y'all haven't watched Hawkeye... I, I, we can't we can't go into it too much because it's nope. and this isn't a this isn't a pop culture podcast either. But maybe it is. Maybe 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 that's what we turn into. Maybe that's what our niche is. So, but no, it's it's catch up on the Disney stuff. Even even the low rent stuff is still good. Still watchable TV. It may just not be good as other stuff. Anyway, that's our advice for the week. Um, but let's get to the Titans. Let's get to some coaching stuff. Actually, we have a couple topics here I wanted to cover this this uh, episode that are a little outside of the box from just the Titans. But let's start off with the Titans came off the bye, seeming to get healthy as we discussed last time, went into the Jaguars game and was able to pitch out a pitch a shutout. First shutout at home since in what twenty years, twenty to nothing over the Jags. Got a coach fired. Got a coach fired. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. That's actually one of my topics too. But yes, that little handshake is all, forever be the you know Vrabel running out there. Urban look, look like he's just like yeah, yeah, whatever. Just the whole just dejected soul handshake there at the end of the game. Yeah, and I mean ultimately you look at this game and it wasn't very exciting. Nope. And that's the one where I want to go first with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was bland, boring, but this is one of those where you, te- you talk about the Titans playing down to their opponent. And I guess you could make an argument that they kind of did in certain ways, but it was just a slow, methodical beatdown. I mean, 20 point wins are rare in the are NFL. Rare yep. in the NFL. Yep. And so. I, I think people need to put that into some context. A little perspective on it. I mean, because and the thing too is that um, it, was it boring to watch? Is there some is there some cries out there? Like, and I, and I went on a little rant on Twitter. If you follow me, um, a little bit about how people are complaining about this offense not being creative, not doing enough play actions. Look, I get it, but there's also a couple times during the game where there are a couple screen passes that, if completed, probably go to the house with the two running backs that they're thrown to. So they're trying some things. But the other thing you got to remember, though, is that it's kind of hard to have a passing attack be aggressive 
and down the field, if your offensive line can't seem to hold up in a one-on-one block, there's one play, if we were doing a play breakdown, this is the one I would have chose, that was posted in our group chat where uh, Tannehill and Brewer both, and I'm sorry, not Tannehill, Lawan and Brewer both go out to block their, their three and their five techniques, respectively, the one-two off the edge. Both go out stop their feet. Both players go right around them simultaneously while McNichols is trying to block a blitzing linebacker right inside of Brewer. All three, and he gets crushed. So that's pancaked right at at Tannehill's feet. The two rushers going around and there's literally nothing, no time for anything to develop down the field. Tannehill eats the sack and everyone's, you know, screaming at him, get rid of it. Well, okay, it's fine. But if you look back and there was a chip and a release, he had to wait for things to develop. It's just those kinds of things. So I went off on this rant saying, you can easily just scream uh, Downing's an idiot. And that's the easy thing to do, right? The scapegoat. But I'm not saying that he's perfect. And I'm not even saying he's one of the best offensive coordinators in, in the NFL because I don't think he is. But I think he's passable. But I also don't think he has a whole lot to work with when you factor in the injuries. And then when your starters who are not injured are, are getting beaten one-on-one plays when you're trying to develop things, then we can get into arguments about, well, he should be trying to alleviate some of these things. Sure. I will, I will have that conversation with people, but just to scream he sucks and because things aren't going well, there's a whole lot more going on with his offense. So a basic game where they just methodically drug something out, not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, if you want to be critical of anything, it's the down-the-field passing game yeah. and their inability to work in any explosive plays down the field. And, and look, I think that's a valid a valid concern. they got to get that back to go where they want to go. But I think, again, this is a multi-week process to get healthy. So when they bring him back in, Julio Jones, you're not going to trot him out there for 70 snaps. They had him in for just over 30, 32 snaps. Right. So, I mean, there's a process here where you try to get healthy going into the playoffs. And so did you go out there? Did you have them really open it up? Probably not. But ultimately, they had they had some plays open down the field. Things didn't break the right way. But you don't have to take those exorbitant chances when you're playing a team that's just ready to die. No, and then again, people were praising some. Some people were praising. I know people didn't like this either. But Bill Belichick's plan against uh, the Bills for the Patriots recently, where Mac Jones threw it three times because he did what he had to do to win. Well, the Titans did that and won comfortably, where the Patriots just kind of won. You know, they 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 wasn't a comfortable win for them versus the Bills. So, and I'm not comparing the Bills to the Jaguars. That's not what I'm doing. Or nor, but what I'm saying is, is the Titans were able to go in, execute the basic stuff and still come out. So offensively, yes, what I've loved to have been flashier, but I've, lo- I've wanted the Titans offense to be flashier for three years now. The problem is that's not how they're built. That's not how they're designed. So they're operating within the confines of how they are set up, basically. So to complain about them now when they're still injured and still losing one-on-ones baffles me. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, this thing actually comes back together, and the big news out there is Derrick Henry maybe being back before the end of the season. You put that horse back in that backfield, Oh yeah, things start to change. Oh, yeah, because, and we saw it a little bit, too. I think Foreman almost broke a, a run where he went to the outside, did try to do the Derrick Henry pad and stiff arm, and then gets tackled for two-yard gain, which I wouldn't, that's a good run for Foreman. He got out there, he got positive. I can't help but think that Henry turns that into an eight-yard gain, maybe more. Maybe he makes an additional cut out there. So, I mean, that's the difference Henry can be. He's he's not your typical running back. Um, so, the, the things – life looks better for this offense once him – then A.J. Brown, I think, is just as important to get back as well, what he means for this offense and what he means to Tannehill and, and, and what they could possibly do there. Um, they're getting by with some of these other receivers, to be honest with you. Uh, we said uh, Nick Westbrook-Keen is not what I, my ideal one or two receiver, but I think he's passable for the number three role or in, in a excuse me a reserve role. 
so be it. Um, but let's flip it over real quick. The defense. You don't pitch a shutout in the NFL and not have a good effort. It's not a basic effort. They ran some things at the Jaguars and confused. Again, again, this, here's this other theme. The, the Titans' defense is finding ways. Bowen is finding ways to confuse offenses. It's been a kind of a theme. And even in the games that they didn't win, there was still some good stuff going on. It's just one or two plays here and there. Well, the one or two plays here and there wasn't there this time. Everything was complete. Defense getting a shutout has to be a good thing and a positive thing moving forward. Yeah, I mean, the, they had a, they had one breakdown, but uh, Kevin Byron makes a great oh, play on, on the little pop pass that they got going yeah. up the seam or going um, the hash. at the hash. And so great play by the safety there. And he's been playing, if not the best, uh, then one of the best safety positions in the entire NFL this season. So, uh, again, nothing super flashy other than, you know, inside linebackers getting getting busy out there. And, getting busy. Uh, <laughs> and fr- frankly, uh, like I said, they should sign, they should cut and re-sign Zach Cunningham this this week just to see if that just keeps, motivate. keeps yeah. them motivated because right. that's the only thing that it possibly could have been. Um, I think the defensive line really just dominated the game. Oh yeah. And, and you're doing that before you even have Bud Dupree back. So that's encouraging. Eight total yards rushing for the Jaguars. I mean, the fact that they are harassing Lawrence and everything, and now Lawrence does throw for 221, but he threw four interceptions because just the pressure, him trying to make too much happen. The, the drop, the John Brown drop to try to, uh, on the interception where John Brown makes an unbelievable catch, literally thrown Trevor didn't see him dropping, uh, to undercut the, uh, crosser route right there. Uh, Beautifully timed by the Titans, too. And, but it was designed to try to free up a rusher. And because that rusher was freed up, Lawrence sped himself up, and he didn't see Jayon dropping. Jayon's able to stick out a paw and, and grab it. So there were some good plays mixed in. Um, and I have to apologize and have to kind of eat crow. We have been rough on Rashawn Evans in the past. And rightfully so. Don't 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 sit here and tell me we haven't been rightful in, in, in our our – not dismissing, but just our issues with Rashawn because he had a bad year last year and he hasn't been great this year. He's been better, but this the last this last Sunday versus the Jags was probably his best. You said it might be one of his, if not his best game in a Titans uniform. So that's encouraging going forward too. And you you, you alluded to it. So I don't, I'm not going to kick a dead horse, but that's, you have that happening. This front rolling like they are, the corners and the defensive back with Fulton, which I don't know why anybody would want to pick on him as a game plan, but we've said it, all three levels seem to be playing well and they played well on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, not a whole lot of complaints. You you pitch a shutout, hard to complain. You get, you know, four turnovers, four interceptions, hard to complain. So the Jags quit. We can quit on the Jags. (laughs) So defense looks good. Offense looks to be improving and healthy, but the, I don't want to say the Titans were directly related to, um, Another person quitting. It finds out before he was fired, Urban Meyer uh, apparently left the building without telling anyone. And then the news came out that he was fired. So either he knew, but he didn't address anybody. It just kind of a, it's kind of a whimper of an end to the tenure there. And I know, and again, and this is kind of going off script, but you are an Ohio State fan for anyone who's listened to the show. You and I both were a fan of Urban Meyer, the Ohio State coach. Thought he did a good job. What was the big issue for you from him transitioning from college to pro and what went wrong for him? I mean, he's an egotistical asshole. I mean, that, that ultimately that can Saban had a little bit of that in him early on, um, but has really tamed it though, mm-hmm. even, even for uh, at the college level. And you can get away with some of that at the college level, 
Um, Grown ass men making big paychecks. Yep. Not so much. Well, and also when your your owners are billionaires, mm-hmm. um, that that rule from Eiffel Towers, and it's not athletic directors where that are trying to govern the highest paid public um, employee in the state, and so you get a lot of leeway there. And so when that goes away, man, I, I that. You got to treat people with respect, and frankly, the fact that he didn't at any of the stops that he went to, good good on karma for catching up to him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't care if he was an Ohio State coach. Wrong's wrong, and treating yeah. people like that, I, I got no place for that. Yeah, especially with everything you're hearing, because not all this came out, right, before all this. So, like, the more that you heard, it was like one after the other. Look, there were some things that I heard that I was like, okay, no big deal. But there's some other things, like, you don't kick players. I'm sorry. The the thing about the whole, you know, y'all are losers. What have y'all done? I've been a part of those conversations before. I've had other head coaches say to me, does it suck to be in it? Yes. But that's also the coaching kind of mentality. So that was one of the least egregious things, but everything else, just, just the whole, I am better than you mentality that he carried over to everything outside. It was clear that it was outside of just any kind of motivational tactics. Cause those meetings I was a part of were motivational tactics. And it was, it was a one off one time thing. You, you, you save that bullet for when it's needed you know, kind of a deal. You don't just fire that off from the mountaintop every chance you get. And that seems to be what urban wanted to do in different ways, you know, and the, but just the, the kicking of a player, the, the benching of a starter, even though it just, just, it just everything, it wasn't like anything was this big egregious thing, but it was just so much that piled up. It was hard to ignore anymore. So could, and I guess in a way, I don't want to give kudos to, to the Jaguars uh, ownership, but Kudos for for making a call when how many times in this situation you've seen stuff throw we're gonna give him a year. Let's let's see. Whatever. But he he made it clear in his statement. Urban was given chance to regain our respect and our our trust, and he did not do that because it just kept coming in. Yeah, it, it it's funny. Um I, I know J Mart and Ramon were uh, roasting Urban, deservedly so, because of his New York Times bestseller book on leadership above mm-hmm. the line. The best part about that is I, I still stand by that as a great leadership book. Now you just have to view it in the sense of, well, Urban didn't believe in any of this no, stuff. He's and selling it, books. He's selling books. <laughs> he's got ghostwriters all over. Yep. So it's like uh, the the lessons there, and it's actually mostly about the lessons of the Kite brothers who are uh, kind of a leadership coaches out of, out of Ohio. Um, the book is still really good. It's just incredibly ironic that apparently one of the worst leaders, actual <laughs> leaders. Was a proponent well, of it. Well, yeah, his face <laughs> is on it. Well, and here's the thing too. I think it's hilarious. You go back in that whole, the, 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 what was it? The boat debacle where he's doing an interview from the laptop and some shirtless dude comes in with a bong rip or whatever. You can see it in the, all in the mirror. He's literally talking about E plus R equals O, which is <laughs> just crazy to me. And I'm going to get the E in the, in the R, but it's basically event plus reaction equals outcome. Boom. You got it. Boom. And it's a good, Hey, listen, it's a good way to live when you think about it, because how you react, things are going to happen. How you react to it is going to to change the course of that outcome. It's very clear though. in what's happening with urban Meyer, uh, he doesn't really practice what he preached. So it's just kind of funny that one of the, one of the kind of goofy things that happened to him that was a part of this timeline. He was preaching that E plus R equals O. <laughs> yeah, his his re- reaction to several events uh, did not produce the desirable outcomes. Gotcha. So, does this? What's next for him, in your opinion? Do you think he returns to college? He, he kind of falters into the into the background because I don't I don't even know if TV would hire him after some of this. I mean, it's just going to be difficult. For, I think, in my opinion, for him to get a job. Yeah, I'd be curious. I, I don't think he has enough. Um 
courage to go to a smaller school and rebuild it. Um, I kind of expect him just to ride off into the sunset. Yeah, and you think that asshole stuff works? doesn't work in NFL? Are you it, talking about the, the bar stuff? Yeah, uh, you, you think some of the small, I mean, it doesn't fly at small schools. Oh, I completely missed miss oh, what no, you that. said. <laughs> Got me off guard there. No, not that, not, not the grinding issue. I'm talking about in a small college, you know, when you're trying to rebuild and get kids to, to you have to have that respect when you want them to build it, especially if it's a smaller school. Oh, and, it could be Hugh Freeze's successor at Liberty. Oh my God. All right. So we're going to go down a dark path now, are we? No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm agreements with you. I'm going to just leave that where it is. I, I, I don't know if this tarnishes anything he does, but I think that it definitely, uh, puts a cap on any future it absolutely does it's just like the hugh freeze thing it exposes an asshole for what they are like it it puts out who they truly are right and if nothing else the nfl is good for that because Mm -hmm. you're not trying to sell some sort of oh some some sort of facade to recruits you got bobby petrino same what same thing same and you're going to get exposed for who you are as a coach because you're not trying to just sell some sort of recruit and so i mean I, I love it. Now, the one thing, I, if I was just, you know, formulating what I think would be hilarious is if uh, Urban had to swallow his pride so much and go to Bama and be his offensive coordinator. <laughs> but 0% chance that happens. No, that's but, Joe Brady. Joe but, Brady's coming in via OC for Bama. hysterical. <laughs> that would, Saban runs a very successful coaching rehab. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what happens afterwards, he's getting these guys' jobs again. I, and that would last through one spring practice. Oh, yeah. And those two, one of them would be dead. One of those two personalities. You think the Lane Kiffin experiment was bad or, or had some weird results. You wait for the Meyer Saban experiment under the same yep. roof. That's going to be, you know what? I'm here for it. Even yep. though I'm a Bama fan and it would probably derail things, that'd be good TV. Yeah, Lane can laugh things off. Yeah, uh, Urban cannot. No, no. Doesn't have that capability. Lane is a is a national treasure. I root for that. I, I like Lane Kiffin. You know, I've always been a big fan of him. Regardless, he is he's he's a he's a He's our asshole type of a guy. Like, yeah, he may be a whatever, but he's ours. But he's also not a sadistic, you know, mean person. And that's the difference, you know. Um, so speaking of tarnished legacies and just weird things going on, there's this big fight uh, on Twitter today. And if you if you don't follow Coach Vass on Twitter, I, I don't have his handle in front of me. He's a good follow on Twitter. Got into it with the PFF boys a little bit. And there seems to be this big um, – disagreement or at least not seeing eye to eye when the differences between when the analytics says that something's a good decision and the basic football, like just take the points, bro is basically how I can put this. And what they're talking about is, is Thursday night last night for now. Yeah. I don't know when we're recording this cause I don't know when this is going out, but uh, Thursday night game, Chargers chiefs Staley goes for it on five, fourth downs makes two of them throughout the game. And at least three of them had a chance to come away with three points, but decided to keep going for it and was not successful. So if we're doing the math, there are potential of nine points off the board. One of those, though, is kind of irrelevant because the Chiefs turned it right back over to the Chargers, like I think one or two plays after the the, the turnover on downs, and the, and the Chargers didn't score a touchdown. So to me, that's not nine points that they left off the board, really, if you're thinking about it. I don't know. I'm not going to math that out. But I'm just saying is, is that you and I talked about you can't really say what could have, would have, should have. Because even if the Chargers go for them, maybe the Chiefs are more amped up to score touchdowns. Maybe that triggers something. You can't guarantee that that, that you can just say six missed points. That's the difference in your game because that's, that's not how this works. Things happen. But let's just go back to you've said this. Uh, uh, the results should not negate a good decision. 
No, it's absolutely correct. Because guess what? If they go three for three or four for four, oh, he's genius. Four downs, and they're up thirty-five to ten at one point on the Chiefs, then you're like, oh man, this aggressive style plays out. Like <sighs> that's the nature of it. Now, if you play it out over an entire season. What does it look like? Right. And so, I mean, for me, it's not even close. I mean, is it unfortunate? Is it, it just awful to sit there and have to read people just dogging on analytics? And yeah, it absolutely is. And I think there's a, pl- a time and a place for analytics, but I think going for fourth and short should almost 100% of the time go for it. Especially when you're viewed as the lesser team in a situation where you're, I mean, we've always said, what's the rule? If you're the lesser team, go for two to try to avoid overtime if you're on the road. I think it also is true that if you're trying to gain that home momentum during the game and trying to get your crowd behind you and stuff like that, which was kind of what I thought they were doing. And I'm a big fan of always going for it. They're the, the coach out of Arkansas that never punts and always sit on side kicks. And give that man a trophy or something because that, that's a hell of a way to coach a ball game. Well, and it's not even like you have to be a lesser team. If you can't get a yard on one play, I mean it, – that's just the law of averages. You're going to have some bad games mm-hmm. where it doesn't happen. And actually, kudos even more to Staley as the coach because so many coaches, you miss the first or even the second one, you then do not stay true to who you are. Right. You change your style, which doesn't make any sense. No. Keep doing what you do because that style wins you games. Maybe not that one last night, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it, it, it's not like they're a losing team. Exactly. You know? Well, and if you're a team that is run by your offense, like that is how you win games is through your offense. You want to take fewer points or it doesn't make any sense. You've completely turned me around on this because I think I was always let's let's play safe kind of mentality. Maybe that's just how I was built. But then just through talking with you, not that you've converted me, because I still think there are certain times where you need to kick field sure. goals and stuff. And there's there's a time and place. But when you if you've decided shit, we're going for it. All right, let's go for it, and I love it. I I wish I wish Vrabel and the Titans would go for it more on fourth, and you know, like especially with their defense is playing and the Jaguars. I wish there was there's at least three drives where it's like fourth and three, go for it. Yeah, the way your defense is playing, who cares. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like I can sit here and say because you're an offensive team and your defense sucks, you should go for it. But I can also say, um, you know, if your defense is great, even more reason to go for it because. Mm-hmm. Are they going to score off of it? So there's not a whole lot of arguments that I think you can sway me against going for it in most cases. Now, nothing is absolute, right? Um, right. And it's not like the Chargers don't employ a kicker. So Staley's not, you know, naive to that fact. But for the most part, I trust. Here's the other thing. You decide you're not going to kick the, you, 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 we say 0-4 on those where they could have kicked field goals. I mean, that's also assuming the kicker hits all four of them. Too. Right. So, I mean, don't tell me they wouldn't automatic because yeah. kicking ain't automatic. No. I don't know if you've been so, paying attention. I mean, for, for me, that's the thing. Everybody assumes like, oh, this means you can't go for it. Well, you're also assuming a kicker makes it. It's so there's so many assumptions to sit there and try and justify sure. your, your standpoint. And I'm fine if you want to be conservative. I don't agree with it, but I at least understand it and taking the points. But be who you are and stay with it. Yeah. And I guess that was my point earlier when you're talking about, um, the outcomes, you don't know how things are going to work out. There's no guarantee those four are going to go through. There's also, if you kick the field goal, then you took a touch, you're taking a touchdown off the board too, essentially, because you were able to, this is the thing too. If you, if you pin a team down, I know it's the chiefs and I know that, but they haven't been the chiefs this year. Not really on all the chiefs are back. They were, they were 20, they were down 21 to 13 until the last drive of the game, essentially. And let's not also say that, that, that when it was tied, 
28-28 or whatever, the, the Chargers had the ball, and all they had to do, ironically enough, was drive far enough for a field goal to win the game, and they and they faltered on that. So, I mean, you know, that game could have gone a hundred different ways depending on what would have happened just because you didn't kick a field goal. So if you're going to go for it, go for it and, and whatever, because I think – you, you, you worst case on fourth and one from the from fourth and goal from the one you're pinning a team and good things can happen how many times have the titans been in that situation and converted first the rams first the colts and turned it into a good thing so it's not always oh we didn't get the touchdown but now your defense has to go play and that's why you're a team to make those decisions so that just want to touch on that because it was a big hot topic and we are a coaching kind of driven show um but to wrap up here, and I don't know if you've got a whole lot to talk about the six and six Steelers, but it is six, six and one. I'm sorry, six, six and one. I apologize, uh, Steelers, but it is uh, uh, Steelers hate week. This is a, I don't know. Again, you've been a Titans fan longer than I have. I'm not embarrassed. I mean, just, I just didn't live here and I was, I was in Alabama. We didn't have a professional team. Excuse me. You know, and of course then I played college football and I didn't pay attention to any football outside of my, what I was doing. Um, Who's worse for you as far as a rival, the Ravens or the Steelers? Ravens, easy. Easy? I, I mean, that, that, yeah. Okay. A lot of people, though, hate the Steelers. Sure. And the Steelers are probably up there, even though the Ravens are worse, probably up there for you as well. I mean, both of both of them are old AFC Central uh, rivals, but those kind of died with the division realignment. But there's been so much. I mean, what, what's the Steelers game people remember? You're talking about the biggest thing that people remember was the 08 team mm-hmm. that uh, stomped on the on the, the towel. towel. Beyond that, a game that was 13 years ago. Yeah, wow. you can remember the game last year, but there's not a ton there. The Ravens. That's that's where some, you that's want some, me. Where you want me to start? That's some fresh deep cuts. Absolutely. <laughs> they're, 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 so yeah, point taken. I yeah. mean, it's, it's there's not a whole lot. And then really, outside of a couple players, the Steelers team is they've been very up and down. As the record, I mean, they're they're technically below five hundred. <laughs> you know, it's just however those ties work out. You know, uh, they haven't been great this year, and they're not your. That's not the offensive line that you're used to seeing. They're they're and when you pair that up with what the Titans have done well on defense with the the rush. I think some of these guys are licking their chops, namely Bud Dupree. If he can get back, I mean, I know he's been designated to return from IR from practice or however that works. Not officially off IR yet that I've seen, but they've got they don't time. Have, they don't have to designate it. They don't actually have to activate him till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. So yeah, so we've still got some time. And tomorrow being Saturday, um, from the time if whenever you're listening to this. Um, but if he does get out there, you got to think that he's excited to go back. In fact, there was that clip from from uh, Teron Davenport that they were listening to uh, Wiz Khalifa's Black and Yellow, and <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that a, a uh, Steeler centric uh, Twitter goes did the whole Ralphie in the back of the bus Simpsons. Oh, I'm in danger. <laughs> that real quick. That reminds me of the story when I was coaching at UNA, and what our guys, one of our guys was a music producer, and he uh, did a rap saying how good. UNA was and then when the Delta State kids got off the bus for pregame and they were all singing along with a rap song I looked at one of the other assistant coaches and I said oh no we're we might be in trouble today and sure enough they 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 came out and whipped our ass <laughs> so it just, there's some extra motivation I guess is what I'm getting to here but what are your keys to this game other than the Titans again continuing to stay healthy, actually win your one-on-ones, establish your run game, and stay away from T.J. Watt if he's out there. Yeah, I think you're going to chip T.J. Watt all, all, all game. Um, I think ultimately, though, on defense, 
what you've got to be able to press the receivers. If you get beat over the top, that's not what the Steelers want to do. Roethlisberger does not have the arm to do it. He's one of the fastest quarterbacks at getting the ball out, and you have to take away what the other team does best. I think the Titans have been much, much better this year of doing that versus last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year. I think that's really got to be the key there. Make Roethlisberger hold on to the ball. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, that's where your, your pass rush can really get home. And the, again, it's... The, there's some teams that do that, that West Coast offense style where you're trying to get that ball out quick anyways. The Steelers aren't doing that because they want to. They're doing it because they have to. Roethlisberger is... He's an oak. Yes. Yeah, and the, the, the he is very limited in what he brings to the table. He announced, you know, this is going to be his last season in a uniform. His yeah. play had already <laughs> announced that. Yes, so, yeah, exactly. I mean, ultimately, it, it's pretty simple. Uh, it, it's simple, but it ain't easy. Right, I agree with that. I think you got to eliminate the chunk plays Deontay, to Deontay Johnson. The tight ends are always heavily involved in this offense, so you've got to watch those two things. I think key over anything, though, is you can't let uh, Najee Harris get going. He's a dynamic part of that offense, and you have to be able to key on him. And with the linebackers playing like they have been here recently and the front playing like they are, I'm actually siding with I think this is a good matchup for the Titans defensively. Um, so, yeah, so that, that, I mean, I think we're in agreement there. And, and Fulton playing, keep playing like he's been playing, uh, Byard playing like he is. I, th- I think this could be a good day for the Titans defense. Yeah, I think it, 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 I'm interested to see how they deploy Zach Cunningham out there uh, mm-hmm. to match God, up with a guy like that. Najee Harris. Because uh, Najee is really the he he is the key to that offense. Yep. They, they throw him the ball a ton. They give him a ton of carries. And he, three down back. Man. Yeah, he he's a guy that um, whether he is you know outperformed expectations, he's outperformed expectations in volume. And mm-hmm. so you he is the guy. If you're going to take one guy away, that's where you got to be able to focus. If you take him away, then those chunk opportunities aren't going to be there. So it kind of takes care of itself. So those are kind of my hierarchy of, of needs as well. Offensively, establish the run game. Like you said, Chip, I, I'm looking to Chip and try to contain TJ Watt a little bit. Um, he, he's kind of banged up running around, so maybe that'll be a benefit uh, to the Titans. But, yeah, they've got to be able to sustain and give Tannehill some time and keep working with these receivers and keep improving and find ways to – because it's not going to – if you're thinking they're going to be a dynamic out-of-the-box offense this week because you wanted it last week, well, be ready to be disappointed again because the Titans are going to do what they do and they're going to try to establish their running game and, and take their shots when they can type of a deal. Uh, Julio might step up the play uh, totals a little bit, but not it won't be that full impact again. So temporary expectations there, but if they if they run a clean game and win me clean is don't give it away to the Steelers. Those are some things I'm looking for. So that's my big thing for offense. Just don't give it away. Don't do anything stupid and keep TJ Watt out of any kind of effect on the game. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think if you, as long as you're not giving them extra opportunities via turnovers, I think the Titans will be in good shape. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think the Titans are favored to win. I don't have the, uh, Forgive me for not being a Vegas guy. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but I think it, I think the last time I saw it, it was uh, spread was close to even, which is just whatever. I, you know, Titans aren't getting any love out there or whatever, but all you can do is try to keep that chip on your shoulder and uh, keep beating expectations at this point. And that's what you have to do because that's the unfortunate losing to the Jets and Houston. That's kind of the, the hole you put yourself in. Uh, chance to take over the one seed depending on what happens in the Colts-Patriots game. So that's on the table. A lot of debate going on out there. I know we covered that in depth last week, so if you want to hear our thoughts on the Colts and the Patriots, I should have covered it this week, but whatever. Go back and listen to it. Give us an extra listen there. Uh, but that's, I, I, you know, not to get into many predictions, but I expect the Titans to win. 
versus Steelers. Uh, you're on the same. You're nodding yep. your head in agreements. Yeah, I All right. agree. All right, cool. All right, well, I kind of caught you off guard last week before we ended the show. One of the things we've been implementing into our live stream when we have it, uh, bring it back soon, we, we promise, is uh, the joke of the week. Jonathan. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if uh, you heard about the tragedy in, in France. It was a, uh, there was an explosion at a cheese factory. Um, unfortunately, uh, there's been a lot of debris everywhere. That's going to do it for us this week on the Coach's Corner. We are proud of, part of Broadway Sports Network. I, I, I don't need to go to this closing when I'm trying to laugh. We are part of Broadway Sports Network, partner with 440 Sports. Please go and check out all of our great content, podcasts, articles, our shop. Get you some T-shirts. There's some great stuff on there at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Until next time. We out. See ya. Broadway Sports Media.